SBR, the People's Pod, giving you unfiltered and unqualified content every single week. I'm Cliff. He's Joe. Welcome back, everybody. What's up, everyone? Woo! That may be clipping, but here we go. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff nice. happening, but I, like I am pumped because the Dodgers just beat the Giants. Woo! Moving yeah. to the NLCS. Oh, oh, it feels good. <laughs> oh, it feels good. It's heartbreak for the Giants. All right, a lot of things going on. Ben Simmons negotiating his return <laughs> to Philly. I'm telling you, this and, guy, man, he has no plan. And Embiid, Embiid says, you could not live with your own failure. And where did that bring you? <laughs> Back to me. <laughs> Tyler Hero has said, he's in the news. He said, Luca, Trey, Ja, me. I feel like my name should be in that category, too. What? <laughs> what? Wait, Luca, Trey, Ja, Tyler Hero. Wow, Tyler Hero. That's the four. I guess I didn't know how big the head was, but wow. <laughs> now you know. That is confidence level now six. You know. All right. Kool-Aid now man. Know. And Joe, 18 NBA players have been busted in a multi-million dollar insurance God. scam. For procedures that never happened, like root canals uh. that all happened on the same day for a lot of these guys. <laughs> Some of the guys implicated Shannon Brown, Darius Miles, Glenn Big Baby Davis, mm. Sebastian Telfair, and more. Sad times for these guys. Gosh. Guys, you're millionaires. I mean, <laughs> I, know, I know it's not the, the heights of NBA wealth, but still, it's... Uh, pretty cringy yeah maybe maybe when it's like Dwayne wade flaunting his like boats they're like oh i want that so let me go get a root canal <laughs> <laughs> how much did they even ma- i mean a root canal is what like a few thousand bucks <laughs> <laughs> but no they got like root canals on six teeth so it like turned out to be like ten ten thousand like, dollars fifty teeth <laughs> it's like I got 50 root canals, guys. I don't even have that many yeah, teeth. But I... one, of, one of them got six root canals on the same tooth. It's oh, like, my goodness. No, you just need it once. Yeah. And then highly, the roots are it's gone. highly unlikely. Although, my teeth, uh, I'm telling you, there's, it's possible. Still, I think it's still possible, humanly possible. <laughs> my teeth are pretty dang bad. Hey, I'm with you. Mine too. It's not it's not one of the things in my genetic gold mine that was that oh, was gold. That's that's what you found out from twenty three and me or Yeah, twenty three and me. Twenty three like, and oh, me. Oh damn it. Teeth. <laughs> one of the things. All right. Let's start. Today we're gonna talk about the return to eighty two games. We gotta talk about the Eastern and Western Conference standings based on an ESPN panel. Mm. A lot of great things happening. Here's what ESPN predicted. Let's go through the Eastern Conference first. You got the Nets at the top, number one seed. You got the Bucks second, Philly third, Miami fourth, Atlanta fifth, Boston sixth. That's the that's the standings into the playoffs. The play-in group. You got the Knicks, the Hornets, the Bulls, and the Pacers rounding out that. And then at the bottom, the bottom feeders, you got the Wizards, the Raptors, the Cavs, the Pistons, and the magic. Joe, let's go all day cray cray. The first one up. The Nets are gonna be the number one seed in the East. Um you, you gotta go you gotta go all day on this. Ooh, interesting. Um 
even though I know that they're going to have problems because yeah. of Kyrie. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, there's a lot of weird stuff going on with Kyrie. Uh, however, I don't really see any other. I mean, it's possible the Bucks could be the one seed just because they are pretty automatic. Uh, they don't have to. They're not changing anything. They're coming off a championship. Um, and their system is really geared toward the regular season. You know, part yep. of the reason that they were so successful in the playoffs was a little bit of good fortune from injuries and things happening to other teams. Obviously, they still deserve 100%, no asterisks, deserve the championship. But, um, you know, I think coming off the championship, they're going to have a little bit of a championship hangover. And I think they know even from last season that getting the one seed maybe isn't the most, it, it shouldn't be the highest priority. You know, the mm-hmm. priority is just get to the postseason healthy. Make sure you're clicking on all cylinders at the right time. And so I don't see them really pushing for that. And then after that, the thing is, even with the drama on the Nets, the gap is too big. Mm. Like, look at the next teams. The next best team is Philly, who has their own drama problems, who's got Ben Simmons coming back from a, what the heck was that? What was the plan there exactly? Uh, you got Miami. I love Miami, but they don't strike me as a one seed in the East kind of team. You know, they're probably going to have their own growing pains. They're going to have to, you know, get used to things. And it took them a long time, even last season, to get ready. And then what do you, what is, what's after that? You, <laughs> the, the Hawks, the Knicks, the Celtics, like these teams, really, they're going to be the one seed. So I don't know. I think. The only thing that wouldn't shock me is if Boston got the one seed. What? Yeah. If somehow they – because, look, everybody's super down on them now because of how what happened last season. Sure. But I think last season has – now people have overcorrected them to be really bad. I okay. still think they're better than the Hawks. I still think they're better than the Knicks. You know, I still think they're – like could compete in the top four. If everything breaks correctly, if everything breaks correctly and everything kind of happens the way it's supposed to happen. So that wouldn't like totally shock me. Obviously, I don't expect that to happen. But I'm just saying if Brooklyn, if if the Kyrie thing becomes a total disaster and then Katie gets hurt or something like that. And then Ben Simmons thing is a disaster. And then, you know, I mean, I guess in that situation, the Bucks would probably just be the (laughs) one. So I guess it would shock me. Yeah. You went in a I full circle. W- <laughs> I guess in that situation, the Bucks would just be the onesie. But uh, I do think it's going to be Brooklyn. I think, uh, considering all things, I do think it's going to be Brooklyn. I I think. Oh man, it's it's the the hardest part of this is if it wasn't all day or cray cray. If it was something like, uh, would they or maybe not <laughs> or right, something right, yeah. like something that? More reasonable. Yeah, yeah. That would I, I I wouldn't have the Nets. You know, I would right. be like, uh, there's. There's there's a danger for the Nets not to be the one seed, obviously, you know, because right. um, KD doesn't need it. He doesn't need the one seed. So, but the NBA execs do have KD being the MVP favorite this year, which I think I agree right. with because he's Mister Freaking Carry right now. Because mm-hmm. Kyrie, oh, come on, man. So Kyrie, a little bit of backstory is not likely not going to be vaccinated and because he's not vaccinated he can't practice or play in any games because of the new york city mandate and the nets are holding Mm -hmm. him back he's one of 20 players that are unvaccinated right now 
But only Kyrie is the one affected because he's playing in New York City. He's come out in an Instagram story, says, I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm not. I'm just anti-mandate. But he didn't take the vaccine when it was voluntary. <laughs> but you know, you know, Cliff, Kyrie's the kind of guy, he, he, he fights for his rights. I, and look, I got to say, I respect him for holding his ground in that way, right? Mm. Like, mm. for people mm. that are, like, anti-vaccine or whatever, and they're just like, oh, you know, like, my rights or my rights are, like, the mass mandates. They're like, I can't get Thai food now. Oh, man, it's so – they're, like, ruining <laughs> me. You know, but for Kyrie to be able to, like, sacrifice – not only his contract this year, basically, which is about $380,000 a game, but also his contract extension, you know? Yeah. It's like, okay, hey, man, I don't agree with you, but <laughs> respect for, like, yes. putting your money where your mouth is, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I just hope it's, uh, you know, his reasons aren't dumb, but because he hasn't explained them yet. Yeah, but props to him for at least like sticking to it, even though it costs him money. I, I, do I think it's right? Probably not, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean the the thing about them is, I mean, look, last season, Cliff, they were second, right, in the East. Yeah. Um, Katie, Katie was hurt a lot. He only played thirty two games. Yeah, they were forty eight yeah. and twenty four, so their wins doubled their losses. Katie only played thirty two games. Uh, James Harden only played 35 games. Kyrie played 54 games. And so even with that, so I'm, I'm saying if Katie plays every game, you know, or like close to every game, plays like 70 games or something. Yeah. They're going to win 68 of those games. <laughs> like, they're going to win <laughs> basically like almost all the games. He's he the plays. best player in the NBA. And he does it so easily, you know. Yeah. And so if he's, slim even, reaper. if he's even marginally motivated – you know, to, to get the MVP or something just to play well and to try to play as many games as he can during the regular season. And if James Harden is just fine, you know, I mean, we see what he does in the regular season. He's a monster. You know, we yeah. see what he does in the playoffs. He's a <laughs> – what is the opposite <laughs> of a monster? Because that's what he becomes. He's like he's like the monster and then a he minion. becomes – uh, he's like the big bad wolf, and then he becomes Little Red Riding Hood, you know, like or the grandma. Like he he transforms the into grandma. the prey. He's like the hunter, and he transforms into the prey. They do freak. Know, they the go playoffs. Freaky Friday when he meets. Yeah, all like, of a oh! sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. But it happens every year. There? I'm in the. It bed happens now. every single year. It's like, why do I keep going to this house? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, James. It's on the road to the championship, so you got to go through it, okay? <laughs> ah. <laughs> no, it's this house. <laughs> I wish we could switch bodies for just one day. <laughs> <laughs> the one good episode from season four. <clears throat> uh, Where uh, Dean Pelton acts like Jeff. That's <laughs> like the best. It's like doing push-ups and stuff. I'm you. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yes. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, without Kyrie, take Kyrie out of the equation. You got Patty Mills, James Harden, Joe Harris, KD, LaMarcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin, Millsap, 
Bruce Bo Bruce Brown. It's fine. It's a good team. You know, it's a great team. It's enough. Yeah. It's enough. Okay, moving forward. All dare cray cray. The East team with the biggest upside from the rankings is the Chicago Bulls at the ninth seed. Wait, sorry, one more time. All dare cray cray. The East team with the biggest upside from their rankings is the Chicago Bulls at the ninth seed. Yeah, I mean, you got to go all day. How, like, it's hard to argue <laughs> because <laughs> you look at the thing. And it's like everybody almost it, – it's crazy, but you have to put teams in their slots, right? You know, yeah. one through eight. Somebody's got to be the best. Somebody has to be the second best. You know, no matter how good, objectively good or bad they are, relative to one another, they have to have a rank, right? But somehow right. everybody except for Milwaukee and uh, Brooklyn seems overrated. <laughs> like they seem too high somehow, even though there's not another team – that should be higher than them. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's like Philly really third, but it's like, well, there's nobody better, though, probably. Yeah. You know, Miami, uh, Atlanta, and then Atlanta already. And then you were like, Bo already? <laughs> like, right there, you said, <laughs> like, already? Atlanta already? Boston already? Like, New York? And so, yeah, I think the Bulls should be at, like, five. Mm. Like, they definitely could be. Look at their squad. <laughs> Look at the roster that they have. Zach Levine, Vucevic, uh, Lonzo Ball. Like, already right there is probably – I mean, that's that's probably better than Atlanta <laughs> if you go top three. <laughs> Definitely better than New York. I mean, better than Charlotte. You know, probably better than Boston. Even has the higher top two players, right? But who's the third best player on Boston? Schroeder. You know, I mean, come on. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Smart? I'm sorry. Marcus Smart. Top <laughs> 50 go top, player in the top NBA. 50 play, top 20 player Marcus Smart from a couple years ago or top 30 player, whatever he was. So, I mean, you know, that's ridiculous, obviously. We're referring to his ridiculous NBA rank. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you got to go Bulls here. I, I, Bulls could be a four seed, honestly. Like, it, it's possible they have home court in the first round. So, you got to go Bulls. Yeah, this is easy all day, you know, like everything that you're saying, just from a sheer talent, talent perspective, they got the goat in Alex Caruso too, the bald Mamba oh, yeah, himself, Caruso, dude. And he's showing up right now oh, in the no. preseason. Yeah. He is balling out. They also still have Kobe White in the back. Then now he's now he's just in the back chilling. He's going to do whatever he wants off the Doing bench. what he's supposed to do. Yeah. And then they got Derek Jones, you know, yeah. who's also solid role player. And, <laughs> and so, DeRozan. I didn't even say DeRozan. I forgot. I always forget that they have DeRozan now. They have DeRozan, who could arguably be their best player. Yeah, no. And he probably will be from, for for much of the game. I, I, I fully anticipate that DeRozan will be their best player. He's the veteran. He has experience. He's got playoff experience. Like, he's carried a team on his back for many years when he was in Toronto. So, I mean, he knows. He knows. He's been in a lot of these situations. He's not the most clutch player, partly because his game is just not great. for It's like a twos. That's not great for, you know, when the pressure's high. But, I mean, he's gotten better at threes. He's a great playmaker. I think he averaged, like, what, six, seven assists last season? I mean... Mm -hmm. He's yeah. He, I mean, he has grown incredibly. He's gonna. I think he's gonna help this team 
a lot. His veteran leadership is going to help this team a lot. Yeah, I slot them in the fourth, fifth right. spot because I just think they're better than the Hawks. Like Trey really is going to regress this so year, too. in my opinion. So like all those, like you see in the preseason, all those guys jumping into no, defenders. They don't, they don't call, call that, that anymore. Yeah. They don't call that anymore. And and Trey is very crafty in that, in where he like he maneuvering around the defenders and getting because he's small. Yes. That's that's what you need to do to capitalize on. Like in, in a world of giants, you got to capitalize on fouls like that. And he did a great job at it, but he's not going to be able to pick it up like that this year. And without that, where is the production going to come from, from the rest of the guys? Honestly, like John Collins, <laughs> like he's great. Fine. He's okay. <laughs> Capella. He's not going to do anything. Deandre Hunter. He's yeah. nothing, you know, Bogdan, yeah. I guess, uh, and then whatever you feel about the Celtics, I still think the Chicago Bulls look better than the Celtics. Maybe th- maybe they do better. I don't know. And the Knicks, obviously, they're they're okay. They're gonna re- like they should regress. Like, I think from last season, they've improved somewhat, right? They have Kemba and Fournier, but like, look, it's still the young king style, right? Yeah. You got Randall. How's he gonna fit in with the rest of that crew? They likely regress, but you know it's hard for me to say anything because they're already seventh here. They they were fourth last year, so it's tough too. I feel like Kemba at this point, his career has kind of taken a turn for the worse, you know? Yeah. Because it's hard when like when he first went to Boston, he had a chance to really change the trajectory of his career. Because it was like, yep. Oh, you were in Charlotte and it kinda wasn't your fault, you know, because you were just on yeah. this bad team and this bad organization. And so yeah. now you have a chance to really elevate yourself, but then it didn't go well. And it's not yeah. totally his fault. He was injured and there were all these other things going on, mitigating factors. But had he elevated his game at that point, then, you know, it's like we kind of craft this narrative in our head. This is actually scientific, but we have to craft a narrative to make sense of our lives, like the trajectory where things are going. And unfortunately yeah. for him, because it's already gone that way, I just don't think New York is going to be the place where he – you know what I mean? It's like he had his chance to elevate, yeah. and now it's he's getting older. He, you know, he can get more injured, and people kind of know how to play him, and I feel like it's not going to be great there. Um, because if he were, if he were the best team, if he were the best player on that team, I think New York could have a chance to make some noise. But unfortunately, unfortunately for New York Knicks fans, Julius Randle is the best player on your team. <laughs> he is the guy. <laughs> that is for the reality. For better or for worse. For better or for worse. And unfortunately, when you put Julius Randle's name up against most of the other players in the Eastern Conference, the best players, Trey Young, Joel Embiid. You know, KD, Harden, Kyrie, <laughs> those guys are all on one team. Jason Tatum, you know, uh, Giannis. Yeah. Giannis, like, just, uh, yeah. Jimmy yeah, Butler. Jimmy Butler just doesn't Trey. belong. Even like Zach Levine. You know, <laughs> oh, you start going here we go. List. DeRozan. DeRozan. Like, he just, he doesn't belong, you know. His, his name doesn't Bradley belong, Beal. unfortunately. Yeah, no, Brad Beal. And like Kuzma. And uh, <laughs> DeMontis Sabonis. <laughs> Like Colin Sexton, you know. Like Jalen Suggs. Jalen. LaMelo, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. LaMelo Ball. The best LaMelo report is conference. back strong. <laughs> obviously. And then Jello, you know. And then you got Jello, who's better than you. Oh, so. <laughs> Jello, Jello. No, but really, I mean, it just, unfortunately, you know, the top level talent's just not there. 
Okay, let's 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 move forward then. The, the all day Craig Ray, the East team with the biggest downside from the rankings is the Sixers at the third spot. You know what's crazy is I'm gonna go Cray Cray on this ooh, because ooh. no matter what happens with Ben Simmons, I feel like they're too good to drop that far from even mm. third. They were first last season. They you were know, like how much worse can they be? And that's with Embiid missing some time. And they had, you know, I mean, they weren't like fully healthy the whole season either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is going to sound, it's a toss up for me between these two teams. Um, the Hawks. Yeah. Because I really could see them imploding and being really bad. Like, I don't think this will happen. Obviously I expect them to make the playoffs, but it's possible that they don't. It really is because Charlotte is good enough to make the playoffs. Chicago, I think, will definitely make the playoffs, and I think Indiana can also make the playoffs. Yeah, you know th- those teams are all good enough. If Dude, Indiana's team is like really nice, Brogdon, yeah, I... Laver, TJ, Sabonis, Miles Turner. TJ was hurt last year. Yeah, TJ was hurt. Brogdon missed some time. Karis LeVert yeah. obviously was hurt also, yeah. coming off yeah. his crazy his crazy mm-hmm. thing. So like, if they're all fully healthy the whole season. And you got DeMontis, the the monster, okay. <laughs> DeMontis, the monster Sabonis, you know. Um, the monster Sabonis. If, if it, like, they can be really good. I just made that up right now on the spot. We don't, we don't practice yeah, stuff like so, that. That's guys. solid. Yeah, I like not it. not bad, right? Yeah. Um, but the other team that's in the toss-up with me, for me, is the Knicks. <laughs> even be- they already dropped them three <laughs> spots and you think there's even more downside to that there's already at seven but i could see look, i again i don't expect this to happen they would have easily I- been my pick if it, they kept them at like four right i'm like, like yeah, oh like four, yeah, yeah of course they're going down to seven or eight they could be really bad though <laughs> like i don't think they will be bad i don't think they will be bad but what happens, Cliff, what happens to Tom Thibodeau teams? Oh, they tank after year one because everyone <laughs> is gassed. They get destroyed, yeah. They 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 Physically. he squeezed the soul out of everyone. <laughs> I mean physically and emotionally, right? He drains yes. you out everything you have. He makes uh-huh. you play that first season like it's the last season. Of humanity. (laughs) And they did. And they got the fourth seed. They completely overachieved. Totally overachieved, right? But you know, um, every action must have an equal and opposite reaction. (laughs) And so if you overachieve, it's, you know, and nothing changes in your roster. Well, I know they did make some roster changes, actually. They they have improved. They've gotten better. And look, they have a lot to to, to feel good about. But... Kemba, Cliff, what's the biggest problem with Kemba? Uh, what is the biggest question mark with Kemba Walker? Oh, Probably can he win? It, well, besides that, I would say that is a question mark. Is he too small? Yeah, his physical, his size, right? His health, even because he gets beat up. You know, he likes to go in the paint. He's had knee problems, and now he's coming off a lot of injuries. Right, Evan Fournier. What did he do last year? Nothing, because he was hurt. Not much. <laughs> he Not was much. hurt most of the season. Back spasms. Cliff, you know back spasms. Back spasms oh, aren't the kind of thing not good. where You can't play like, through. Yeah. You need it to not, heal all the way. Exactly. It's not something you just solve. 
right? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, solid my back. No, you know, ask TMAC, right? It's like back yep. spasms, recurring. It, you know, comes up. And once you have that, it becomes an issue. So I don't know, man. Plus, you got Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau's not going to be like, hey, Kemba, chill out at practice, <laughs> you know, and like, don't worry about it because we just want you to be healthy. But nah, he's going to be like, oh, whoops, you broke your leg. Okay. <laughs> you know, in this, uh, this uh, defensive drill, you know, well, I don't care. We're still going to do it the same way. We're still going to like try to squeeze everything we can out of every guy. So I can, it's possible. I'm again, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's possible that they could be really bad. And so that's a lot of downside. I think these other teams, like I just can't see something really volatile happening. Yeah. You know, like I feel like they're, they're more or less be who they are. The Hornets are building, right? They're building on what they had, you know, the Celtics yeah, got a little upside. They have a little upside. Yeah. You know, Pacers have a little upside. They could make yeah. the playoffs. They're not going to be great. You know, the, the, the bulls Celtics have retooled have upside. Yeah. The bull, the bulls though, they have a huge upside and yeah. I feel like probably Atlanta, I guess if I had to pick one, I'd go Atlanta. They have a lot of downside. They could be really bad. Yeah, so you got Kemba, you got Fournier, you got R.J. Barrett, you got Randall, you got Mitchell Robinson, and the hundred million dollar bench of D. Rose, Alec Burks, and Nerlens Noel. <laughs> <laughs> it's silly, but uh, no, it can't, that can't be that can't be the biggest. They've already dropped three spots. I th I think to me, even even <laughs> if Philly drops one more spot, it there's there's downside there. But I you know I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Like, Cliff, who else Cliff. could could co conquer yeah, could, and be just by himself? <laughs> and be by himself what? is I better think than Tobias the rest. by himself is gonna be all right. You know, I think he's gonna be all right. And Seth Curry and just a few guys, you know, avail, uh, you know, Matisse and just like a few guys on the court, like they're gonna be all right. They're gonna play good I, defense. I here here's my take. Here's my take. I this could be a really dumb take, but I'm gonna just say it anyway. I feel like Simmons is gonna play. Uh, the role of saboteur in 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 Philly. Basically, he's gonna be phoning it in, but Philly needs him to play well so that they could trade yeah. him, right? So there there's kind of like impetus for him to play well, but I don't think he's gonna play winning basketball. I think he's gonna play young king style basketball, but also like really phone it in, and he's gonna piss a lot of people off. There's going to be a lot of bad juju in that locker room. And I think in that way, they're going to really start really bad. Really. The slow. thing is, I don't feel like – like Embiid, I feel like Embiid is the kind of guy who's not going to let that get to him. Do you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. he's not super sensitive. You know, like he's kind of like Shaq, but he's like also less sensitive than Shaq. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't take things too personally. Like he just talks a lot of trash and does whatever. And I feel like that's good in this situation. It's good if you don't take yourself too seriously – but you just want to win right. because you're not going to get all too embroiled in a personal thing. And I'll just be like, yeah, whatever we get out of Simmons is what we get. You know, we're going to still try to win games. But if it, but if it affects winning, I feel like that's when he should take it. Personally. I mean, if he fully like throws games, do you know what I mean? What yeah. I'm saying is even if he kind of phones it in, I feel like they'll just win anyway. Mm, Cause you know they're I mean? just I mean, good. They're so good. Well, they don't rely on him in that way. Not like they rely on Sim – like, you know, what you're saying about the Young King thing, it's like, yeah, yeah but Simmons would have to get like a – he'd have to do like a Westbrook. He'd have to get like a 40-point yeah. triple-double. Ben Simmons will never get a 40-point triple-double. 
What he's if not he capable of scoring 40 points. That's why. What if, he's, what no, if all of he, a sudden he's just like jacking up shots? The thing is, he's not – he's incapable not because of his ability. It's because of his mentality. That's true. He just doesn't play like that. He never plays in full attack mode. In fact, if he did that, if he fully went – I was just going to say – they would win. I was, just, win. Gonna, I was just gonna say that. I was like, "That's the thing that's missing is exactly. the fire." That's exactly his problem. The fact that he never tries to do that. If he did that, all of a sudden he would become this weapon that Embiid could use. Yeah. You know, like so he he's, could... he, so Simmons like, "I'll show you. I'm gonna get these forty point triple doubles." And Embiid's exactly. like, "Oh, good. I, yeah, I'm mad. Yeah. I'm mad about. It. I'm mad about this. I don't like it." Yeah, it's like you know. It's, he's going to be like, I'll show you. I'm going to turn into a giant proton cannon. And Embiid's just going to be like, okay, cool. Like, I'm just going to use this. He's just going to pop into my hand and we're going to destroy the enemies. You know, like he would become an actual useful weapon in that situation. You know, I think if he tries to get 50 assists or something, you know, that will probably be bad. But, uh, you know, it's it. he's not capable of sabotaging. That's my th- Unless he really obviously purposely does it. You have to be like a Jamal Crawford type player to sabotage. Mm. Like, like a Kobe. You got to be a Kobe type or a Kyrie. Like I'm just going to score every single time, dribble out the clock, jack up a terrible shot. You know, that's like evil Kobe, right? Or like evil Kyrie. He can't do that. Like I don't think he can do that. Mm. That's that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I, his his probably saboteur is going to be like Harden last year, where he like phoned it in and in, in, yeah. In but Houston. then that's the thing. Even when Harden phones it in, it's like he plays pretty well. He got <laughs> like twenty twenty five eleven. <laughs> yeah, and Harden shoots a lot too. That's a, like you have to shoot a lot. I feel like to be a saboteur. You just, yeah, it's you just probably going to be mostly on the defensive end where he just like, yeah, uh, yeah. Yes, he may phone it on, on defense. That's definitely possible. That's definitely possible. Okay, moving forward. All day of Cray Cray, the Washington Wizards are the league pass team to watch. I'm going to go. It, this is in the East, right? This is in the East for the bottom five teams because we haven't talked about them at all yet. Oh, so it has to be between Washington, Toronto, Cleveland, Detroit, and Orlando? Yep. Oh, yeah. It's I mean, not pretty. Okay, yeah. I mean, of course. <laughs> All day. <laughs> I mean, who's here? Wait, you don't want to see Killian Hayes and I Sadiq Bay? watch any of the other teams if League Pass paid me money. <laughs> if they said, hey, we need more viewership for these games. I, in fact, if they paid for my ticket to go fly there and watch the game in person, I still wouldn't do it. Right? It's not... It's not worth it. A free ticket to Cleveland or Detroit. <laughs> I'm sorry if we have any listeners there. It's not worth it. I'm sorry. I'd rather stay People home. People from there don't listen. It's Finland. It's France. Right. Oh, it's Finland Malaysia. France. Hell yeah, I'd go there. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go to Thailand. You know, I'd go to I'd go to Malaysia. Yeah, but the yeah, question sure. is, would you watch one of these games so that you can go to Finland? <laughs> If a Finland ticket was on the line. That's a good question. If the if the game was played while I'm on the plane, then sure, oh, yeah, I'll watch oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll watch it. Yeah, but you can't sleep. You got to pay attention. Oh, never mind. I can't then. <laughs> never mind. Not even for like... No, no. Forget it. <laughs> I mean, just for the sheer fact of Kuzma alone, what he's going to do without LeBron... Hmm. 
he already in the preseason he like shot and made six threes like it was better right. than any jello highlight <laughs> he did it in like a really short amount of time he's gonna but there were no he's highlights. in revenge I just, mode <laughs> i just saw uh i read an article about it but there were no highlights clip okay. <laughs> they only re- they reserve highlights only for people with the last name paul for jello <laughs> that's fair you know what though maximilian did a kuzma highlight reel i was shocked Ooh, i was like whoa what dude wait how many subscribers does maximilian have on youtube maximilian it is 208 K? 208. Yeah, K. 208. Guys, you got to subscribe to Maximilian. How, how does Maximilian not have 2 million subscribers? Like, that's that's criminal. He, th- th- that dude is an OG in the, in the, in the NBA highlights. <laughs> like, his, his Kuzma highlight reel got 20, 28,000 views. <laughs> it's all of Kuzma's fans. <laughs> I watched it. It wasn't great. <laughs> hey, but wait till the end of the season, okay? Without LeBron. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the Wizards have Dinwiddie. They got Bradley Beal, Hachimura, Kuzma, Gafford. I mean, that's great. KCP. You, they got Trez. Do you Trez. think they can make the playoffs? Do you think they can make the playoffs? Yeah. Hmm. I, do, I do think they can make the playoffs, but who are they going to they'd have to out? get over Charlotte, Chicago, Indiana. I, I think they have a chance. It, mm. it, it's going to be tough, though. It's going to yeah. be tough. The bottom five really are the bottom five. They're, like, clearly <laughs> the bottom five. Well, the bottom four are definitely the bottom four. Yeah, yeah. The four. bottom four are clearly <laughs> the bottom four. Toronto, Cleveland, Detroit. Portland, so then moving Cleveland. forward into that, all day or cray-cray, the Pistons are the most repulsive team in the East. All day, and I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> I don't even want to waste people's time. This <laughs> just look terrible. At, just look at the rosters. Just look at the rosters. We have the depth charts. Let me just read the depth charts. <laughs> Toronto. Toronto. You got Dragic, Van Vliet, Ananobi, Siakam, Buker, and you got Gary Trent off the bench. Pretty great. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, great. Pretty good. Touche. I mean, I mean, I mean, pretty average. Mm-hmm. You got clear. <laughs> you got the Cavs. You got Garland. You got Sexton. You got Okoro. Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, Rubio, Seti Osman, Markinen, and Caleb. That's, mm-hmm. that's 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 adequately decent. average. That's decent. Yeah. Yeah. Markinen, then you Lowe, then you move Sexton, to Detroit. Lowe. You got Killian Hayes, Cade Cunningham, Sadiq Bay, Jeremy Grant, Isaiah Stewart, Haimdu Diallo, and <laughs> Kelly Olynyk. Hamadou Diallo. Yes, Kelly Olynyk. And then you got the Orlando Magic with Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, Terrence Ross, Wendell Carter Jr., Mo Bamba, and coming back from injury at some point, we don't know. Orlando hasn't said it. Markel and Jonathan Isaac. If if Markel and so Jonathan bad. Isaac are back, Orlando so is is decent. Interesting to but watch. Still bad. <laughs> they would they would they would probably get my list for you know uh, league pass team to watch. But I mean, without them. I mean, what are no, you looking still at? No. Ter- Terrence I mean, Ross. <laughs> every- Cliff, if all these teams, bottom four teams, combined to make one team, yeah. I'd still watch the Washington Wizards. Because <laughs> Beal is better than anything they could produce. Yeah, way better. Way better than any th- player. Even if, Cliff, even if they could combine players to make better players, 
even if even if Colin Sexton uh, I and see they, they did uh, could, could fusion together. They did fusion. <laughs> yeah. Fusion and they could create a new player. Uh Colin They'd Siakam. have to fuse multiple <laughs> Sex times. Stockham. <laughs> like it's still it's like those fusions would have to fusion. <laughs> they would also have to fusion with a fusion of Van Fleet and Markinen. <laughs> and if those four players fusion into one player, I would still rather watch Bradley Beal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah. Let's move on. We wasted like three minutes on that. Okay. All right. Moving on to the Western Conference. At the top, you got the Utah Jazz, the Los Angeles Lakers at second, the Suns, the Nuggets, the Mavs, and the Warriors. Those are the top six seeds. Moving on to the play-in, you got the Clippers, the Blazers, the Grizzlies, and the Pelicans. That's the four. And then the bottom five, you got the Kings, the Spurs, the T-Wolves, the Rockets, and the OKC Thunder. Joe, all day or cray-cray, the Jazz are going to be the number one seed in the West. Mm, cray-cray. Mm. I think now that they have achieved the number one seed and they were eliminated in the second round, I think their priorities will be staying healthy and going into the playoffs with momentum. And so I don't think they're going to go for the number one seed. And usually when teams don't go for the number one seed, they don't get the number one seed. Mm. You know, usually teams have to be motivated. They actually have to actually want to get the number one seed to get the number one seed. We see that time and again. So I think at the moment, home court advantage is not something that they are going to be concerned about or worried about. It had pretty much no bearing on their outcome in the playoffs. It really was health. Uh, Conley was hurt. And then Donovan Mitchell was hurt. You know, and so... That's gonna be their their main priority, I think. Just keeping guys healthy. They're gonna probably do some maintenance days. You know, they're gonna do things where they kind of phone it in, and they're not gonna care. And um, I feel like you know how their statement games during the year. Yes. Yeah, you know how like okay, they're playing the Lakers or whatever. They're playing the Suns, you know, or they're playing the Clippers, you know. And this is a statement game. They're not gonna care. You know, a lot mm. of times teams will take those games seriously, but. If you look at like Greg Popovich historically, or sometimes Phil Jackson would do this, he would like sit his best players, or like they would lose kind of on purpose, you know, because they want to want to show their strategies, their actual strategies that they're going to use in the playoffs. I think if they're smart, that's what Quinn Snyder is going to do this year. He's not really mm-hmm. going to care too much about those statement games, just going to kind of coast through the regular season, probably like a two or three seed, and then get into the playoffs. Let me read you their team. You got. Mike Conley, he's been there. You got the Spider Mitchell. He's the like spider. the Ultron. He's like the, the Ultron spider. of spider. Yes. You got Bojan Bogdanovich, mm. another solid. You got Royce, Royce O'Neal, their best defender. You got Rudy Gobert. We've talked about how much we've loved this team. We've talked about how every piece kind of fits together. Then you got Jordan Clarkson, the fire off the bench. Mm. But unfortunately... Hassan Whiteside has come to destroy. <laughs> they got Hassan Whiteside. He's the Zola. He's Hydra Zola of the NBA. And he's come the to virus, decimate. 
the he's virus the virus infiltrated. <laughs> right when you got Spider Mitchell, yeah. Ultron ascending to Infinity Ultron. Yeah, he's like he's like oh, he's getting more and more aware. He's, he's like, like wait oh, a minute, shoot. oh shoot, I can see outside, <laughs> outside the lines. I see everything. Whoa, whoa. It's all slowed down. The game is slowing down. He looks directly into the camera and he sees, I see you. <laughs> I see you, watcher. But, uh, yes. Yes, Cliff. That, Unfortunately, but Zola is here. It's is Zola's algorithm. They, they, they have just left a path. He has left a path of destruction just along yes. the way. I mean, he decimated the Blazers, right? The indestructible yes. Blazers. Yes. He he is des- like Miami Heat went from non-playoff team to NBA Finals, the finals. team. <laughs> the finals. By removing Zola from their systems. Like, oh, they, they detached it. Put him in the bunker. <laughs> and all of a sudden they're like, dang, Shield is legit. <laughs> we got helicarriers all of a sudden. We got like we Crazy can do weapons. stuff. Our technology is advancing. <laughs> We're not an Apple IIe anymore. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, and so, Zola. So it is cray-cray. The Jazz are not going to be the number one seed for all the reasons you said, but also mm. because Zola is here. Zola so is here to destroy. Because Has- their- Hassan Whiteside is now there, are they going to be the worst team in the NBA? They're going from one seat to out of the playoffs. Out of the playoffs. That would be crazy. The, but then we have to do a whole episode on the law of Hassan. It's stronger than the law of LeBron. <laughs> the most power. We'd have to change the moniker, Cliff. The most powerful law is the law. No longer the law of LeBron. The law of Hassan. <laughs> Oh, man. But here's who I think will be the number one seed. Mm, tell me. I think the Phoenix Suns will be Ooh. the number one seed in the West. I think you got CP3 coming back. You got Book coming back. You got Mikhail. You got Crowder. You got Aiton. They're doing they're, – they're solid, right? You got their core back. They're hungry. They're mad. They're mad that they just lost the finals. And so now they're going to go after that number one seed. And they added the anti-Hassan Whiteside. JaVale McGee. Mr. Glue, putting it all together, fresh off his gold medal. Like, this dude connects teams so well. Uh, Like, I think in an interview, he said Golden State changed his life, changed the trajectory of his career, and it did. Yeah. You know? And so he really adds value to this team uh, just from being in the locker room, just from being the guy, the Troy Barnes of the (laughs) locker room. He kind of brings it all together, and I like it. I really like it for the Suns, and uh, I think they're going to be the number one seed. I'd give him uh, magnitude. Mm, that's okay. That's even better. <laughs> he comes in, he goes, pop, pop. pop. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's just like, damn, oh, I love that. I love that guy. You see, they're playing hard in practice. <laughs> and coach says, is, uh, is there anyone else got something to say? And JaVale's like, I do. Pop, pop. <laughs> And everyone's like, oh, oh, I was yeah. like, oh, oh, I didn't see it coming. Oh, who knew? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I like it. I like so, it. So, 
best team in the NBA last season was the Utah Jazz during the regular season. Net rating yes. plus 9.3, first in the NBA. Third, yes. offen- third in offensive rating, fourth in defensive rating. Yes. Um, Phoenix Suns, third best team in the mm. NBA on net rating, plus 5.9. Fifth in offensive rating, ninth in defensive rating. I agree with you, Cliff. Offensive rating, they're going to get a little bit better. I think they'll be third or fourth. Yep. Defensive rating, I think they're going to go four or five spots. Mm. Yeah, I think they'll be maybe fifth defensive rating in the NBA. I think other teams will kind of regress. I still think Brooklyn will be the best team, but I do think Phoenix will be the number one seed in the West. Aiton's going to also be mad because that, yeah. he didn't I get a Aiton's max gonna... contract extension. Yes. And so he's like, I'm just as important as those guys. <laughs> it, yeah. It's not true, but <laughs> I... I... <laughs> Dude, but he balled out throughout the he playoffs. Did. He did. And, and he did. Aiton is... Aiden's young, man. He is. He's he young. Is. He's still. He still. I has think he's a lot twenty-two. Twenty-one. He is twenty-one. Oh, twenty-three. He was twenty-two last season, so he's gonna be twenty-three this season. And I mean, he was great in the playoffs. What were his numbers in the playoffs? 16, 12. He was shooting like sixty-eight percent, seventy percent, sixty-seven, sixty-six percent throughout the playoffs. It's, I mean, that's pretty dang. And he shot 80% in round one. Yeah, pretty dang great against the Lakers, against AD. And so, well, 180 played. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, look, I think he's going to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think particularly defensively, I think he's going to get better. Yeah. That's going to help them. And everyone's young. They're all getting better except for Chris Paul. But everyone else is younger. They're all going to improve. They're going to get better. Yeah. And look, like we said, Chris Paul's impact is – the most important impact he has is like the court stability and off the court locker room leadership. That's really his most important impact. It's not finishing the game. It's not shooting the last shot. It's not getting 50, 15 assists, like none of that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you got to get the rest of the team involved and to be greater than what they normally are. That's his biggest impact. So he can still do that as even if he is older. Yes. All right, Joe, let's go all day cray-cray. The West team with the biggest upside from their rankings is the Blazers at eighth. <laughs> Why do they do this again? Why are the Blazers eighth, Cliff? What the heck? Why are they eighth? I, okay. I don't know. Look, they got Dame. They got CJ. They got Powell. They got Covington. They got Nurkic. They added Larry Nance Jr. They added DSJ. DSJ? Dennis Smith Jr., and they added Cody Zeller. They have Dame. <laughs> they have Dame Dalla. Okay. They got Dame, they got CJ, they got Nurkic. Nurkic only played 37 games last season. He uh-huh. only averaged, Cliff, 24 minutes a game, less than 24 minutes, fewer than 24 minutes a game. Yep. Okay. In which he averaged 12 and 9. 3.4 assists, 1.1 blocks on 51% shooting. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's in 24 minutes a game. If you go back to the last time he really played, which was like, you know, a couple seasons ago, he averaged 16 and 10, 3 assists, one, 1 steal, 1. 1.4 blocks on 51% shooting. 
that was in 27 minutes a game. Wasn't it wasn't even that much more. I mean, Nurkic, he's 26. He's going to be 27. He's getting better still. He's in the prime of his career. If he can yep. stay healthy, and I know that is kind of a question mark because he's had some health you know, problems. But if he can stay healthy, I mean, he's a serious part of this team. And then you got CJ McCollum. CJ's a beast. He mm-hmm. also missed a bunch of games last season. He only played 47 mm-hmm. games. He's 23-5-4. and four. He's 23-5-4 and four and a steal on 46% shooting. 40% from three. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have CJ and Nurkic for half the season last year, and they finished sixth. They still got the sixth seed because Dame Dalla is ridiculous. <laughs> Above the Lakers. To, I, don't, I don't even have to talk about Dame Dalla. You guys all saw Dame Dalla last season. He was ridiculous, okay? He is amazing. Unfortunately, the NBA, the NBA execs might not have watched because they shaded him for third for player you want with the game on the line. Katie first, Steph second, Dame third. No. Dame has to be second on that list. Mm-hmm. He absolutely has to be second. Katie first, obviously. Dame must be second. Mm-hmm. I'm, Steph, come, come, guys, we've seen Steph. Not to shade Steph. You know what I mean? Steph still belongs on the list somewhere. You yeah. know, I'm not saying he's, like, bad, but we've seen Steph let us down, you know, one too many times. Dame... Rarely, rarely, he rarely lets us down. Um, okay, Cliff, let me. <laughs> the most egregious, uh, on this list that is above the Blazers, who would you say it is? Above the Blazers, above the Blazers, uh, the Mavs, yes, I actually agree. Probably, probably the Clippers, <laughs> maybe the Clippers, but the Clippers are only one spot above, yeah. They're the Mavs seven. are the fifth seed. The Mavs are the fifth. I, I agree with both, actually. Um, but I would say the Mavs, right? Cliff, let me yeah. let me tell you, <laughs> let me give you a blind stat test, okay? Let's even, do... the, even the Nuggets at fourth <clears throat> is questionable with Murray out for most of the year. Let's do a blind stat test, Cliff. Sure. I love blind stat tests. <laughs> I got three guys here, okay? Okay. First guy, 17 points per game. Yeah. 3.3 rebounds. 1.8 okay. assists. Nice role player. 447, 391 shooting splits. That's great. 0. 0.4 That's steals. Good. Okay. Okay. So he's basically 17, 3, 2 on 45 and 30. Shoots well, shoots well from three. It doesn't, it's not, not really involved in many of the other aspects of the game, but serviceable, no. but gets a lot of points. Second guy, Cliff. So remember, first guy, 17, 3, 2. Second guy. 17 points per game, 3.3 rebounds, exactly 3.3, Yep. and 1.9 assists per game. Okay. Not the same guy, okay. 443 instead of 447, 361 instead of 391, but 1.3 steals versus 0.4 steals. So a lot more defensive stats, but a little bit less from the three-point arc. Yes. But overall, the same numbers. Yeah, slightly less shooting, basically same numbers. Third guy. 17 points per game, 2.9 rebounds, 2.3 assists on 42% and 34%, 1.2 steals. Uh, these are all a lot of the same numbers. <laughs> these are basically the same guy. Can we agree that these are basically the same guy? Y- yeah, except uh, <laughs> a little the more first deep. one is less defensive but shoots right. better from three. The other two right. are... Uh, so so player A. Right. Okay, so 
let's just basically take their major stats as the mm-hmm. same. Let's right. say their major 17, stats are all the two. same. Yes. 17-3-2. The first guy shoots better from the field, but has worse defensive stats. Doesn't give you as much from the defensive side. The second yes. guy has the uh, has good defensive stats, pretty good averages. It's like the best of the middle. And right. then the last best guy overall. shoots the worst from the field, but also mm-hmm. brings it up on defense. Yes. So, do you know who these guys are, Cliff? I would take player B first. Uh-huh. I would uh-huh. draft player A second, and I would mm-hmm. draft player C third. Player A is... Any guesses? Norman Powell. <laughs> Good guess. That's actually player B. Oh, player I a, love Norman Powell. So you picked Norman Powell first, actually. Player A is Tim Hardaway Jr. Mm. So THJ... Dude, you got to step it up on D, Tim Hardaway. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you Point serious? Player B is the aforementioned Norm Powell. Player C is Dylan Brooks. Mm. So what – and the reason I'm bringing this up, okay, is, is these three guys are basically the same guy, okay? Tim yeah. Hardaway Jr. plays no D. Norm Powell, as you said, is the best of these guys. You would take Norm Powell first. He is the fourth best player on the Blazers. He is the fourth best, fourth most important player on the, you know, even questionably fourth most important. But, you know, he does, they do bring him in weirdly like Toronto did for those clutch moments. He's pretty yeah. clutch. I give, I give him credit. He does have Look, pretty good on a team stats. like the Blazers, I would choose Norman Powell even knowing the names, right? Dylan Brooks is only good because he has to shoot a yes. lot, a lot more. And even Volume still, his, his, sco- his scoring is 17 points per game. Yeah. I mean, he to his credit, he was really bad to start the season. We went over this before, but he got better as the season yeah. progressed. So he I do was think good in the playoffs. He was averaging, he was, I think, he was like great. 20. He was great in the playoffs. Yeah, so he's going to get better. He's improving. But that's the thing. I think Norm Powell and Dylan Brooks are both better than Tim Hardaway Jr. On upside yeah. and on like current I, value. I would pick Tim Hardaway Jr. third if I knew who they were. Tim Hardaway Jr., was the second best player on the Mavs last season? Yes, I mean because KP didn't play well and sure. whatever injuries, all that kind of stuff. So even let's say KP is a little better. Let's say he he's he gets back to certain uh, a little bit better. Why are they fifth? <laughs> why are why they fifth? fifth? Dorian Finney-Smith, <laughs> Powell. I mean, do you just believe in Luca that much? And look, Luca's great. He's amazing. Has he earned LeBron status? Has he really elevated this team to the to what LeBron used to be able to do with those sorry Cavs team? No, I haven't seen any of it. LeBron, by the way, before this, he never lost in the first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They're different. You know, Luka's not LeBron, okay? I, I don't think he will ever be as good as LeBron. You know, no. I know people want to, like, put him in that category. He's not. He can't. I don't, I don't get it. And Dame, on the other hand, has been doing it season in, season out. So, like, with the Mavs, it's like they're hoping because they're like, maybe right. KP will turn it around. Maybe KP will be better. Maybe KP will somehow bunk, you know, like, he'll buck the trend of the Law of LeBron, which Luka, like, strongly holds. And on the flip side, you have maybe CJ will be healthy, which is, I think, a reasonable expectation. Maybe Nurkic will be healthier, which is, I think, a reasonable expectation. Because if those things are true, wouldn't the Blazers be much better? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. I it, don't get it. It's like I said it, right? Last week, I said, it's like La La Land's romance. <laughs> that's, that's, what, yes. that's what the Dallas Mavs are. It's like, at the end, at the end of that movie, 
They go. They they look at each other, and Ryan Gosling's playing the piano. Emma Stone's watching him. They flash all the way through the romance. And if this mm-hmm. would have happened, if this would have happened, this would have been the right. perfect thing to do. That would have been the perfect thing. That's that's how people are looking at Luca, right? If just Porzingis was better, if just Cuban could surround him with talent, if just Tim Hardaway Jr. could get yeah. steals, like <laughs> you know, like you know, you know what I think of Cliff? I think of remember that scene from Five Hundred Days of Summer? Yeah, where he Which goes one? to the party. Towards the end, oh, oh expectations versus reality. Yeah, of yeah, what happens versus what they expect. And I think, but here's the thing, it's like these media people they pick one or the other depending on what they want, mm. right? Because with the Blazers, they're always picking that like left side, the reality. Yeah, you know, and they're like, oh yeah, the harsh reality. Well, this is probably what's gonna. But then for other teams, for some reason, when it comes to somebody like the Mavs, they're always picking the best case scenario. Like, well, you never know. KP could be really good, and maybe Dorian Finney-Smith will have a will have a quantum leap in his NBA development and suddenly become as good as CJ McCollum. You know, like what? <laughs> are you are you? I would take Dame over Luca straight up right now. So that's where you're starting from, and then let's go. To, I take CJ over KP at least KP on the Mavs because he is capped by the law of Luca right now, and then I take Nurkic over pretty much anybody else, including THJ, and I take their fourth guy Norm Powell over THJ. <laughs> and they still have Covington, who's a solid player, and they have Larry Nance. They got Larry Nance, who I think is awesome and perfect for the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Do it all, guy. Defensive Plays guy. defense, can dunk. He's going to finish some – he's going to throw down some lobs. I'm with you. Above the, the shade, rim guy. He's he's actually a perfect compliment to Nurkic because Nurkic is a below-the-rim guy. The shade is just unreal. It's unreal what they do to the Blazers. Like, dude, this, is, this team – I love teams that stick together because they just – consistent. You know what you're going to get from them, and they moderately improve, right, because of the chemistry. This is the same team that was third in the West. <laughs> Went to the conference finals three years ago. Then the team that lost Nurkic and had Hassan Whiteside, the Zola of the <laughs> NBA, and they were still eighth in the West. During that time. So you're telling me that they're going to have the same same ranking as when they lost Nurkic all year and Hassan Whiteside was dragging them down? <laughs> Dang, Dame's so strong. Hassan couldn't take him out. He was there. The virus was in the system. And Dame was just in there too, you know, Jarvising against Ultron. And he's like, nah, we're gonna we're gonna survive in here. Like we're gonna we're gonna survive this. And then last year, the team lost CJ and Nurkic for half the season, and they finished sixth. Sixth. Mm. Mm. My God. Like Truly, unless you think Dame is going to get traded, which he's not, or the uh, Nurkic and CJ are going to get hurt for half the season again, and even if they did, Dame still finished sixth. (laughs) What are you basing it off of? Just what? It's just How do you have them below the Clippers where Kawhi's out for the whole year? (laughs) It's pure want. Guys, and by the way, how do you think the Clippers... Kawhi, without Kawhi the whole year, I mean, I know Paul George, he got vaccinated, but, you know, not literally, but, you know, uh, Pandemic P got vaccinated. But you think he's going to carry the Clippers the whole year? Remember the last time Paul George had to carry a team by himself? 
when he was in Indiana and he was, was like, I hate ago. this. And he was like, I, I hate this. I don't want to do this. I hate being a leader. I'm going to go somewhere else and play with other people. That's basically what he said. I saw him say it in multiple interviews. I don't know, man. <laughs> I just, I don't know. But, okay. I know we spend a lot of time on this topic, but I'm not going Blazers as the biggest upset. What? Yeah. I'm going, and this might bite me in the butt, Minnesota Timberwolves at 13th wow. have the biggest upside. Wow. Look, they are 3-0 and in the preseason, and Ant-Man has the fire <laughs> to bring D-Lo and Cat that, that, that they don't have. They obviously have the talent. Yes. But they just haven't been able to pull it together. Now they have Pat Bev, who's not really a leader, but at least gives them that chip on their shoulder because – that's something that they don't have. They need a chip on their shoulder. I don't know why they don't have a chip on their shoulder. Why, why don't they go like, why aren't people believing in us? Or we're better oh, than so you sad. think. They're just kind of like, it's okay. all good. I guess, I guess we're 13th. It's fine. But I, I, I don't think Ant-Man is going to sit down for this. Anthony Edwards, I love that guy. I, I think He's he really awesome. brings it every single day. They obviously have the talent. And they, they should be better than the Pelicans. They they should they should get into the playoffs at least the play in. I oh, man, <laughs> I don't know. I think for me, look, D'Lo is who he is. Um, uh, he could be good. I, I don't think he's like really a problem. I just think he he's, he's just still loading. Kind of is, he's <laughs> he will be loading his entire life. Um, he's stuck in a in a in a circle that circle oh no <laughs> he's stuck in that redundancy he needs cycle. he needs another tattoo that's like the circle and the arrows are pointing <laughs> um yeah he should just that's what he should continue you know what he should add he should just you know it says like lo- does it say loading and then he should just add a dot every <laughs> every year a dot, dot and it goes dot, all the way around his dot. body all the way around yeah like killmonger he, he's gonna look like killmonger <laughs> It's like the anti-Killmonger, though, right? It's like, what is each of those dots? It's a, well, it's every year that I... I'm loading. <laughs> that I didn't get didn't an all-star. Didn't reach my potential. Um, but I just think he's that kind of guy. Like, he's fine, you know? I mean, he's just a, a, a fringe all-star type guy, you know? Cat, on the other hand, I... You know... Like when people tell you who who they are, you should listen, right? It's like, yeah. isn't this who he is? Is it possible for him to be somebody else, to be someone other than who he is? This is his personality. He just doesn't big stats, have, bad team. He doesn't have fire. He doesn't have competitiveness. You know, and even if another guy on your team is competitive, when you're like, if you're D'Angelo Russell, I think that's fine. You can be that kind of guy because your talent level isn't such that it will dictate the direction of the team. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like you can help. Like you're a support basically, right? It's like, yes, you make somebody who is really good. You can make them a lot better if you're doing well. You know, you're doing all the heels at the right time. You know, you're you're speeding up at the right time. You're – you're doing bloodlust at the right time. You know, it's like all your skills, if you use them correctly, it's like, wow, you can really accentuate the best guy. But if right. you're the carry, like, it's on you. If right. you're really bad, no matter what happens, the, the team's not going to win. 
Right? You can have a, an amazing support. An amazing support cannot make up for a bad carry. You know, it's just it just doesn't happen. And so But just see, I think I Ant-Man know. is a strong mid carry. So he's not late game. Cat right. is the late game, but he at least buys him time. Buys him time to see, farm. But, to me, it's like but even when Cat is maxed out, yeah. It's not good enough. Mm. Which is sad, but it's like he has the ability. He has the best character. You know what I yes. mean? But even when he gets to the maxed out point, he still doesn't know how to use it correctly. Mm. He's still not using it correctly. Like you got to go in there and just be in the battle. Stop running away. Right? Keep yeah. hitting. You have leech. You're going to get your running life back. Away. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Right? Use your skills and just kill. You can wipe out the whole team by yourself. Mm. Right, you have Luna, <laughs> you have Mia. You're maxed out. Just go in there and just shoot. Right, that's all you gotta do. Yeah, even auto attack is better than clicking just, uh, around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stop moving so you guy can just attack. Just stop moving. Right, cat's <laughs> uh, going back. He's like, wait, wait, wait. I gotta get an item. He's like, no! no! Why are you farming right now? You're maxed out. Why are you killing creeps? Stop. Come to the battle and just kill all the bad guys. And you got, you know, Ant is just like tanking. He's like yeah, just yeah, absorbing yeah. all the damage. And Delos like keeps healing him. And they're just surviving, you know. They're just surviving long enough. Where if Cat just came in and used his skills, they would win. But yeah. I don't know. If he just you know? dunked, got a rebound, not <laughs> stop shooting threes. Just stop it. <laughs> stop passing up the shot. Just stop take passing it. the shot. Just, just take post. It. Stop holding the ball. Just just get in there and just post him up and dunk on him. And and it's such a tease because like when he goes like one on one with like a like a another hero yep. that's coming he like owns them and you see yeah. it from far away you're like oh dude we're gonna you're win like, yes we're, we're destroying win. but when there's two guys and he could take them he really could take them and but then he he, he, he's like oh shoot and the, two. And the big battle oh, <laughs> everything's happening you know you it's know what it is game you know what it is it's like remember in dota 2 when your processor wasn't good enough and then it just pixelates <laughs> All of a sudden, so guys, it's pixelating. No, I don't know what's happening. I'm gonna go back to base. They're like, no, just auto attack. It's fine. Just auto attack. Don't go back. So guys, guys, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. I'm scared. I don't want to die. You're not gonna die. And that's the worst because when you're out there and you're tanking and you're you're living so long, you've been alive for like a minute, you yeah. know, somehow you're just surviving, spamming your skills so you could just stay alive and nobody's attacking and you just get frustrated. Yeah. So I don't know, that's... Cliff. To me, it's like their upside is like 11. <laughs> like instead of 13, they can maybe be nine, you know, like. I... Yeah, I, I think of more like nine, right? But that's still a pretty big jump, you know, 13 to nine. But, come on. I, I think eight to five is a bigger bigger jump than 13 to nine. Not mathematically, but yeah, in, yeah. in terms of significance. You know what I mean? That's fair. Okay. It's been a long I mean, time. I, I, We've been on this be, podcast a long time. I'd love time. to be wrong about Cat, okay? I just want to say that because I really like Cat, and I feel bad for him because I feel like he gets, like, dunked on a lot. Like, he gets clowned on a lot. But man, I just wish he had some fire. 
Get some fire, please. I can't believe we spent this whole ca- podcast without talking about this team, but here we are. Joe, the West team with the biggest downside from their rankings, the Lakers at second. I'm going to go all day. Mm. It's 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 tough because again, it's a little bit like in the East. I can't like see the another team. Yeah, I can't see another team that's too volatile. Um but the Lakers, I could see them being like a five seed. Yeah, I can't yeah. see Utah dropping that far because they just have too much depth. I can't right. see Phoenix dropping too much from three. They'll probably be three, four, somewhere right in there. Or they could be one, you know, so they could go up. I can't see them dropping too much. Denver, I feel like they'll be in there four, five, six. Dallas, if anything, could drop, but they're, they're going to make the playoffs. So, you know, Um. I, the Lakers are the only ones in the whole out of the top eight that could drop probably more than two spots. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't, it's not like a hard all day, but, um, you know, it's all day or cray cray. So I, you know, I do think it's going to take a little time. They got Westbrook, obviously. You got two players with a strong law of LeBron. You know, we saw it with Westbrook and Harden as well, but that seemed to work out. They figured it out, but that was late season, so I feel like it'll be similar. But then you got AD yeah, yeah. also who needs his touches. So yeah, we're going to see how that goes. It's going to be a in- very interesting experiment. I can't wait to see what happens and like what all the numbers are going to be and all the advanced metrics say because I think it'll be super interesting. But um, yeah, I mean, I got to go. I got to go all day. I do think it'll take a little while for them to get it together. Yeah, this is easily all day to me. I think the Lakers could be like sixth. <laughs> like it's it's not out of question to me. They got Westbrook, Ellington, LeBron, AD, DeAndre, Rondo, Kendrick Nunn, Malik Monk, Melo, Dwight, THT. I mean, that's a lot of talent on there. But does it work? That that's a lot really of guys who need the ball. A lot of even Kendrick Nunn, right? He was complaining. Yeah, I was thinking that he was complaining. Back in Miami, he's like, I need the ball. I was like, what? You're Kendrick Nunn. <laughs> the thing is, if you watch Kendrick Nunn, he does need the ball to be effective. It's kind of yeah. like a Kemba Walker type player. Like, he really needs to dribble, you know, to get his rhythm. And so he he suddenly becomes incredibly ineffective if he's not dribbling the ball. And so, I mean, they need shooters. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah Westbrook needs the ball, obviously. The LeBron needs the ball, obviously. Rondo needs the ball, obviously. Kendrick Nunn needs the ball. And also, THT needs the ball. THT, another guy. Not a mm-hmm. catch-and-shoot guy. You know, no. not a come-off-screens guy. No. And He's then a dribble-through-the-legs the guy. Yeah. yeah. And then AD Spin needs the ball. Guy. But he... Least of the the guys I've mentioned, which is crazy because he's probably our best player. Yeah. yeah, this is very interesting. I mean, I assume they'll run a lot. They'll try to get yeah. their pace up, especially when yeah. Westbrook's on the court. Yeah. I know LeBron doesn't love that. So we'll see. Uh, we'll he see how he plays. For whatever people think of him, guys, he does not like to run. LeBron teams have never been. Go look at all his teams. Never top half of the NBA and pace. And so he doesn't like to run a lot. He likes to run, you know, like what it selectively, he likes selective running. And so, okay. Everyone that might be like, Oh, you guys are just hating on LeBron and all this stuff. Let me, let me just tell you some <laughs> things. Okay. Westbrook says 
I don't care about preseason turnovers. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, sure. LeBron says, I have nothing to learn in the preseason. Okay. Yeah, I guess. That's, cool. That's fine. Cool. Yeah. But here's the thing. The Lakers are winless in the preseason. Mm. Winless. Remember the last time that happened? It was 2012-2013 when the Lakers had Kobe, Pau, Nash, and Dwight, and they went 0-8. The Lakers are 0-6. Six games that they've lost. And you could say, it's just the preseason. You know, who cares? And that's partially true. But it's also true that the Lakers played the Warriors without Steph, Clay, and Dre, and the Lakers played LeBron, AD, and Westbrook 25-plus minutes and lost by 12. (laughs) They look bad. Like... You want to see what you want to see in the preseason is a an eight minute stretch where your team is clicking. Mm-hmm. I have yet to see it. <laughs> I mean, I have two yet minute to see stretch, it. two minute. <laughs> I mean, honestly, maybe ninety seconds has been the longest stretch I've seen. You want to see a stretch like at least six minutes, right, where you're locking down on D, where yeah. you're running out every time, and you go on like a. You know, you go on a, a not like a 10-0. I'm talking about like a a 20 to 6 run. Mm. You know what I mean? Over a longer period of time where it's not just that one burst. It's like a more sustained bleed, you know, where you're bleeding out the other team. They're, they're scoring two points and then you're scoring six points, you know, and they're yeah. scoring two more points and then you're scoring four more points and they're scoring two more points and you're scoring eight more points. You know, like that's what you want. Because that's execution. That's sustained execution. It's interesting because all the coverage around this has been flowery. Like they show the Westbrook to LeBron dunks. Like they show the the alley-oops. But they don't show that they're losing to the Kings, the Warriors, you know, the Suns, the Nets. Like six losses. (laughs) Cliff, you know, whenever I see those highlights, do you know what I look at? What do you look at? I look at the The score. score. (laughs) (laughs) I look at the score because I don't care about some stupid highlight. Like, I want to know whether we're like executing well and we're Just not. Historic pace of turnovers. Joe, let me tell you a stat. Russell Westbrook, when he said he didn't care about preseason turnovers, he has 20 turnovers in six quarters. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 12. <laughs> oh my 20 gosh. turnovers in six quarters. Jason Kidd has the record for 14 turnovers in a game. Will Russell Westbrook beat that record this season? All day. <laughs> All he wants day. to be remembered. 100%. 100%. He don't care about which stat it is. He wants to be remembered. <laughs> he wants them all, Cliff. Good, bad, <laughs> in between, everything. <laughs> oh, man. So, I, yeah, I agree. The Lakers. Uh, let, let, let's, let's round it out. All day or cray-cray, Houston Rockets are the league pass team to watch. <laughs> Well, no. <laughs> I would actually say the tip. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I just think Kevin Porter is interesting. I think Christian Wood is interesting. And I think Jalen Green is interesting. I think he's going to win Rookie of the Year. It's probably not all day, but I I, I like. I think the Rockets are going to be fun mm-hmm. to watch. Like a very interesting sleeper team to have fun watching. They're going to lose a lot, but. I actually think that is legit cray-cray. <laughs> <laughs> Like legitimately cray cray. I would actually give that. That's the one topic we've ever had where I'm like, you're like really cray cray. <laughs> I don't want to watch any Rockets games unless I happen to draft Christian Wood in my fantasy league. 
Let's go all day cray cray. The Thunder are the most repulsive team in the West. All day. <laughs> repulsive? Why do you got to call them repulsive? <laughs> Dude, SGA, Dort, Giddy, Baisley, Isaiah Roby. Come on. That's what you're putting on the floor? I'd rather watch uh, YouTube basketball people. <laughs> I'd rather watch these influencers on YouTube who happen to play basketball on the side. Like yeah. the, those, those like those uh, titles that say "Nerdy Guy Dominates at the Park." <laughs> <laughs> That's usually like the professor or something. It's like the that. professor, and, I, and I'm cool. I'm cool with that. I'd rather watch, yeah, or like uh, who's that guy? Um, AJ Lepre. He does that too. <laughs> he's he's a YouTuber who does that. Yeah, I'd rather watch those guys, man. I'd rather watch them. This team's terrible. <laughs> it's bad. This you don't want to watch this. At least with the Spurs, they have Dejounte Murray. They got Keldon Johnson. Uh, Look, this, if you watch the Spurs play basketball, you can learn stuff about basketball. Mm. Yeah, whenever I watch the Spurs, I'm like, oh, dang, what a good play. Like, there's yeah. always times where I'm like, wow, that was a great play. That was a great, like, organized basketball play. That It makes me think about actual basketball. Mm. No, I'm not going to learn anything from watching the Thunder. I don't want to. I don't want to watch them. <laughs> I don't want to watch them. I don't. I don't know. I they're just so hope... bad. Like when they're playing the Lakers, I might not watch. <laughs> like you know, when they're playing a team I really want to watch, like the Brooklyn Nets. That's how bad they are. They're playing the Nets. I'm like, Ugh, you know, I just skip it today. Like I don't. It's just. It's like negative. <laughs> it pulls away from something. I, I, I just hope see. SGA goes full Westbrook. I want him to just get like 35. 12 and 12. He won't, though. I mean, he just, that's not in his DNA. He's not that kind of guy. He's just not capable, but I want him to. Like 15 turnovers, you know? Like, just do it. Like, that's the way people are going to watch. Doubles, 10 turnovers. What else can you get? 10 fouls. I don't know. (laughs) 10 threes. 10 threes. 10 blocks, 10 steals. I want him to get the 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's round it out. Let's let, let's close this out with all day or cray cray. The Nets will win the NBA title. Man. It's really tough with this whole Kyrie thing. It is. It just with him a, in it, it's like pretty all day. But without it, yeah. it's, it's. It just becomes a complete wrench. But I'll still go all day. Mm. I'll still go all day. Although it's not a true all day. <laughs> it's a, but it's I'll go more all day than Craig. It's a very nervous all day. Yeah, and I'd still pick the Nets over the field at this point. I'm gonna go Cray Cray. I'm gonna pick the field. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the field. To me, that's a lot safer than saying the Nets were gonna win. It is safer. It is safer. But I just still believe in KD. Yeah, maybe it's <laughs> but it seems like there's so much in the universe against KD. Mm. <laughs> like truly. I don't know if it's basketball karma. I don't know what it is, if it's Golden State, but it just truly does seem like the powers that be are not for KD. Let's go all day cray cray. Outside of the Nets, Bucks, Lakers, the Suns have the best chance to win the title. Outside of the Nets, Bucks, Lakers, I'm going to go cray cray. Mm. I actually think it's the Jazz. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, actually, they think got the they jazz. got Zola, dude. <laughs> Unless Zola That's works true. for them, and in- That's true. <laughs> <laughs> the Hassan, the Hassan Whiteside thing. Put it into KD. Is not something I really considered. The thing is, the Phoenix Suns 
they overachieved last season, and it's hard for me to see them overachieving again. Mm. You know, I feel like teams play better after a failed season. Mm. You know, than they do after like a over six. I mean, look at what happened to the Heat last season. You know, yeah. they overachieved to get to the finals, and then they underachieved. Um, and it wasn't totally their fault, and there was a lot going on, obviously. But I think the Jazz are more prime. They had a number one. Like, look at what happened to the Bucks. The Bucks' trajectory follows almost exactly conventional NBA wisdom. You get to the playoffs. You get deeper into the playoffs. You get mm-hmm. an MVP. You get the number one seed, and you fail. And then you come back the next season, and you everyone's healthy, and you kind of have good chemistry. You get the third and then you seed. Just, yeah, and then you kind of just you know chug your way up the hill to the mountaintop, right? And yes, you're a little fortunate and things happen to other teams, but you're consistent and you just control what you can control. So I feel like this year, the Jazz have the opportunity to be what the Bucks were last year. They'll mm. need some help, right? They'll need some implosions on other teams. They'll need some injuries on other teams. But if they can just stay consistent and they can do what they're supposed to do, I could see them getting to the finals and potentially even winning the finals with a little bit of luck. Whereas I feel like the Suns, I don't know. I think they'll be very good. I feel like they could get maybe to like the conference finals or something, but I don't know if they're there yet. I don't know if they're ready. They're still super young. Aiden's 23. Yeah. Um, Booker's what? Like 26. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. They're super young. So, I mean, they, they still got a lot of road ahead of them. Uh, I, could all I fall apart gonna, too. <laughs> I, I think you're gonna like this. I think you're gonna like this. I'm gonna go cray cray. Uh, hmm. For all the reasons that you said, mm-hmm. but also for all the reasons that you said, Milwaukee did it that way, yes. where you know they they had some playoff losses, some tough losses, some wins, some progressions, and MVP. Yes. And now I think the Denver Nuggets are the sleeper. Ooh. To win the NBA title when Jamal Murray comes back healthy Mm. and they make a lot of noise in these playoffs with a very rattled Western Conference with the Lakers being really just a mess. That's interesting. I have the Denver Nuggets as the dark horse to win the NBA title. That's interesting. I do like that. That's an interesting pick. Mm Mm-hmm. Depend. I mean, John, Jamal Murray is obviously a huge X factor. If he comes yeah, back if fully, he healthy, has to come yeah. back good, right? If he comes back fully healthy, I mean, that's like that throws a wrench into everything because yeah. he's a beast when he's healthy. But yeah, if he comes back and he still has to work his way into it, who knows? Yeah, because honestly, you know, the Aaron Gordon experiment has been successful. Like he's played fine. You know, he's played okay. I don't know. I, Aaron Gordon, he's just another Cuban guy to me. <laughs> Look at his actual numbers. I- I'm gonna look it up right now. Yeah, he he played fine. <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong no, with him. No, but people, I think people were expecting Aaron Gordon to be like, oh, he's the MPJ level guy now. But it's like, oh no, no, he's no. ten and five, guys. He's ten five two. <laughs> you know, on Denver, those are his numbers with Denver yeah. last season. And so, and that's great. Yeah, that's fine. That's you know, good for him. Like, you know, and he's playing defense, and that's really what he's doing. I think he's just he's a decent role player. I mean, he went from fifteen seven and four on Orlando that season to 10, 10, five, two. <laughs> you yeah. know? So, yeah. so uh, yeah. I, I thought, I, I thought, I think he played great. Like that's for him. That's really good. Like, yeah, he, he's turning himself into 
like a resourceful, useful player on a winning team, not just garbage numbers on a garbage team, you know? And I think that I mean, to me is what we should. Okay. We should talk about this another time, but this to me is another fallacy though. Mm. <laughs> the, the garbage numbers on a garbage team fallacy. Well, mm. we'll let, let's talk about this another because Aaron Gordon, 15, seven and four. It's, I mean, the, the, the team's trash, <laughs> you know, it's like, like Orlando was tra- complete trash. Yeah. It's not his fault that the team is trash. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's not good enough to carry that team. It's, I, I don't know. Let's get into it another time. But it's kind of, to me, it's like the Booker fallacy, right? It's like, oh, Booker is just empty stats on a bad team, you mm. know? But he's also, he's good stats on a good team too. It's just. I think there's some conflation going on there, you know, because now has Aaron is Aaron Gordon a better player on Denver than he was on Orlando? I think that's the core question. No, I don't think he is. Yeah, I don't no. think he is at all. I just but think I he think, proved that he can do it. But what did he prove that he can do? Because his numbers have regressed a lot. He you know? all he proved they, is that he could be a part of the system. But so okay, so I think this is what it is. I don't think he was ever showing that he couldn't be a part of a system. Mm. He was just on a bad team, you mm. know. Like who? That's not anything, right? It's like because I think that happened with Devin Booker too. I think for some reason there was this notion that like Devin Booker's making the team bad. Mm. Like he's not making the team bad. The team sucks. <laughs> you know, it's like they're trash. It's kind of like with Bradley Beal. It's like he's not making the team bad. The team is complete garbage. He's doing his normal thing on a bad team. And then when he came to Denver, he was doing his normal thing on a good team. I don't think his, he changed at all. I think he's the same exact player. His numbers are worse because he's playing with better players, but I don't know. I want to, I want to like do a deep dive into this and maybe talk about it another time, because I do think this is a weird fallacy that I hear from uh, the mainstream all the time, you know, cause like the perception of Booker changed overnight, right? Because he went mm-hmm. to the finals, did yeah. he? Did Booker change? Really? No. No. no, his game barely changed. Right? Like his numbers are the same. Yes, but people put so much of that. Like the perception is so painted for certain players that way. I think Donovan Mitchell's kind of painted that way too. But then for some reason, Luca, who's had no success, is painted in the opposite light. Mm. You know, like he makes his teammates so much better when he hasn't had any actual playoff success. So. I don't know. It's connected to LeBron. We got to get the Sama back in here to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we could, yeah, we could get him to comment on social media again. <laughs> but I, do, I think it's a weird fallacy that's with sports where, like, I don't know. It just, to me, it's just confirmation bias, right? When a guy that you think is toxic, his team is bad then you mm-hmm. use it as bi- as a confirmation, right? Oh, see, he's empty stats guy, you know? But then when a guy that you think is good, his team is also bad, you're like, oh, but he's making his 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 bad team better. Yeah, I think there's something to that. I, I, I don't disagree with that. But I also think he was on a, like Aaron Gordon was on a team with Vucevic. Like, they should have been good enough in the East. Like, just them two alone. But I think people, or at least I was realizing, I guess he's not that good. 
<laughs> yeah, he's not that. Well, I don't. For me, I never thought he was good. Mm. I mean, I never thought he was a good anything. Like a, I never thought he was a third level player. Mm. You know, good enough to be the third best guy on a, a deep playoff team. Not even championship team. A deep playoff team. You know, like a like a conference finals level playoff team. Because he just never struck me as that. His game is not good enough. He shoots too many threes, you know. I But I, I it's part of his nature. Like, it's not – I don't think it's uh, stuff he can learn. I think it's just, like, his ability. He's good enough to be the fourth best guy, basically, on a D playoff team, which is what he is now. Yeah. Right. And that's great. MPJ's third best guy. And, and he averages less than one assist. <laughs> That's crazy. Dang, we got to see that assist. We got to see the MPJ assist counter. <laughs> we got to keep that going the whole season. Yeah. How many assists did he get? All season. We'll see. Over, under on MPJ, 50 assists <laughs> for the whole season. He'll get 50. Okay, how about The, the question 65? is over, under, well, over, under 100. 80? 100. Okay, 100. 100. So it's well, like, he's under one a game, right? He's under one. Well, let's see. He he was over one a game in the playoffs. We should do 82. Over under 82. One a game? Yeah, one a game. <laughs> I think he'll get more than one a game. I'm going to go under. <laughs> he might miss a few games, you know? We're doing totals, not averages. So I, I, I'm going to go under. Man. Remember that one play last I, I know we're totally going off tangent, but remember that one play where he went four yes. defenders? He went pump, <laughs> yeah, backwards, <laughs> jumped in the air, then he finally passed it. It was like, wow, it e- took four guys. Every time we see we say MPJ, I just think of that play. It's like ingrained. <laughs> it's burned into my memory now. I think of that play. It's freaking so funny. It's worse than anything Kobe ever did in his <laughs> in his entire career. It's seriously amazing. Like, it's amazing how much he doesn't want to do it. Yeah. He really doesn't want to pass. <laughs> I think they're doing it just to troll him. I think they're like, even if we bring the whole team, I don't think he's going to pass. So they just did it. Yeah. It's it's like that Rondo defense, right? It's like force him to shoot threes. Like for him, it's like force him to pass. Yes. But he won't. Everyone's like <laughs> waving their hands. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, I think I could do Everyone's it. Just- there's three like, open I, guys, wide like, open guys. He's like, I'm really sorry, guys. I can't move my neck. So I got to <laughs> just deal with what I have, you know? They're like, Mike, Mike. He's like, who is saying that? <laughs> Who's talking? Is that a defender or my teammate? I can't see. <laughs> Give me a but second. It's like, it's like Jokic's voice. Like, Mike, pass, pass the ball. <laughs> is that, that DeRozan? <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Nicola. You can't trick me, okay? It's you Nicola can't trick Pest. me with those. That was uh, really stupid, but here we are. <laughs> Alright, that's it. That's the NBA season preview. The NBA season starts really soon. Maybe by the time you listen to this, it's already out, but... Go watch the NBA season. It's going to be a fun one. Thanks, everyone, for listening to People's Pod. Subscribe, like, comment, share, rate. Give us five stars. We'll be back next week with more nonsense. This is SBR with Cliff and Joe. Go Dodgers. Peace. Peace.